From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. That's all I got to say about that. All right, welcome back, everybody. This is the Big and Wild Outdoors. I am. I'm going to count to 10, and I'm going to talk to Eduardo. Eddie! What's up, dog? Where are you at? (laughs) I'm on 27 in South Bay. Actually, north of South Bay now. Yeah? Seen the deer? Dumps, a lot of gators. Gator? What? Gators on the road? Oh, you mean like tires? No, gators. Some <laughs> gators. Well, you know, well, you're a trucker, so I know you're up high, but you know, usually when truckers refer to gators, they're talking about you know treading the road or something. Nope. Oh, gators in the canal along the sugarcane field. What? When I was down that way, are you marking those spots for Bill George? Are you taking GPS numbers and going beep, kind of hitting them? Beep, they're not beep. big enough. Oh. The ones I see are six foot or smaller. Yeah. Well, you know, that's uh, good to break, uh, you know, some kid in, you know, wants to go out and maybe get a, you know, a nice little alligator. You don't yeah. want to put a 12-year-old on a 12-footer, you know, in most that, cases. They, so. that, that's too much for them. Yeah. I mean. Uh, hey, I know why Jonathan never signed a waiver for the fireworks. Wh- why what? is that? Three words. South of the border. Oh. <laughs> Eddie, <laughs> that was our secret, okay? Oh, oh okay. So My wait. bad. You mean he imported them illegally? Hell. Who has it? Oh, my gosh. Hey, where are you going to get the good ones, okay? <laughs> Listen to your attorney knock over there. He's trying to give you good advice. Bill! That's in shut up, Bill! <laughs> hey, man, that's a redneck party place right there, son. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, you know what? It used to be uh, back in the day, you know, you went out and you got yourself a big old roll of uh, black cats and some other stuff and all that kind of stuff, but... I really think these days with the uh, advent of uh, Tenorite and some other products, it's kind of gone the way of the dodo. It's not as much, um, at least on the redneck side of things, you know, bigger is better. You know, uh, you know what we used to do for our uh, redneck 4th of July? Have our 55-gallon, uh, back then they had metal drums. Nowadays a lot of them are plastic. We'll put us a little fire in there and... Uh, Throw old paint cans in there. Watch them go off. <laughs> <sighs> well, Eddie, when you I was you, when I was young, I was building uh, some stuff that when I finally had to get in a car to drive away before it went off, I figured that was getting a little bit too much, and I quit. <laughs> uh, see, uh, see, I never did that because I grew up in a very rural area as a young child, and we had to burn our trash. You know, back in the day. Had to take it out to the uh, to the gully, out to the ditch behind the barn, and you know had the burn pile out there. And you learn quite quickly that there are two things that you don't put into a burn pile. <laughs> and and batteries contained in a barrel, so yeah, I'm not saying that a burn pile. Uh, so in the burn pile, you never put empty uh, shakeable paint cans, and you don't <laughs> and you don't put cut up uh, shotgun shells in there as well, because or batteries or batteries because primers. You learn how to run real fast. Well, you know what? When the good Lord whizzes a couple of those empty off cans by your head, nice. You know. You know, you sit there and somebody throws an empty off can in the fire at a camp or anything like that. You know, and, uh, this one's out and throw it in a can. And then 30 seconds later, it goes 
boom, and you can or actually the, feel the heat or, go or by my, your head. Uh, my favorite was the whole, uh, you want to get people back away from the fire? Have a buddy come running up and say, watch this, and no. see a quarter stick uh, dynamite go flying into the fire. Oh, the old M80s. Yeah. The original M80s. Yeah. Quarter Those, sticks. Hey, that's what I was just about to say about fireworks. Another good use for fireworks, and in particular, M80s. I live out in the country, and uh, I live in an older house, and I sleep during the day. Well, we have these birds that are very loud in the state of Florida called blue jays and crows. Right. And when I'm trying to sleep, they're very loud at, at times. I gave me a couple of M80s, light them up, throw them out the door. Don't hear them anymore. Uh, well, you know, that. see, that's for the agricultural purposes that they were intended for, and that's why you signed the waiver. So, you know, yeah. to keep no, the... Uh, for my sleeping purposes. Well, that's what I'm saying, but it's an, for an agricultural purpose to keep away pest-type, uh, you know... You ever hear, don't wake up the bear? You get mad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know... Uh, hey, thanks for the tickets last, last week. I appreciate that. Oh, well, you won those. Oh, congratulations, man. We hope to see you out there on the day that we're there. Or, you know... Uh, days... Days that were well, you'll be there we'll, for days. We'll be there. Yeah, I'll be there after work. Oh, okay, come yeah. on. Well, you coming by yourself? Or are you going to bring somebody that's uh, better looking than you are? Me and my little brother, probably. Oh well, yeah. then, then take that back Wait. then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely the better looking of us. Oh, okay, yeah. sure. It, okay, gotcha. And if Carlos hasn't gotten you those socks, I'm sure we'll get them to you there. That'd be cool. Hey, by the way. Braden, what? How about you lay off my buddy Carlos, man? What do you mean lay off? I, I'm, I'm what? What did I You're do? You busted on him about his damn gator school last week, man. I'm like, good lord. Oh, I mean, he, he can't get away from you. No. Even on Facebook, you're busting on him. The Listen. reason why I busted on him is because it's like anything else. Carlos is very meticulous, okay? And <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. It's like I was saying. If you, it's it's like a sore. If you keep picking at it, it's never going to heal. So if he keeps picking at the skull, trying to clean it off, it's going to be nothing left. That's because. right. There's going to be nothing left. Listen, so, it took him like three hours to clean 80 teeth before they went into the peroxide. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah be nice listen, listen, listen. Teeth are hollow, so he had a toothpick, and he was cleaning out the inside, not just the outside of them, the inside. Good Lord. See, that, see, now nice. see now, so you can't say we were picking on him because, you know, he kind of got hey, to the, he kind of got to the freak zone, man, where you're cleaning. Look, look dude, just paint the thing. Hey, Braden, your yeah. buddy came into the radio show about three weeks ago. Uh-huh. And you gave him a gift because I guess it was a birthday or whatever. Right. And you gave him a knife. What kind of knife was that? Are those on sale at uh, uh, D5 this week? Uh Oh, no, that was the knife I gave to my brother. Is that the one you're talking about? The, the, was it your brother? Yeah, yes. The, the, the spring-assisted knife? Yes. He said it was really cool. Yeah, it was a spring-assisted knife because, uh, you AKA know. A.K.A. switchblade? No, it was a spring assist where you just, you know, you hit the little thing. It's and a legal one. And, yeah, and, and the spring does the rest. So you're not pushing a button to release the blade. You're flicking. like Yeah, see, like that. Yeah. There's spring-assisted for you. Yeah, let me see that one. Which that one is that one? Are they on sale at G5 or what? what are they on? 
Hey, Brandon, what, what of it? Oh, this is the Gerber. That's a nice one. <laughs> They're uh, playing now. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Squirrel! <laughs> Sir, I'm sorry. Yes, you, it you, is available at G5 Outdoors. Oh, yeah. You can get them at, you can get Gerbers at Walmart, man. No, there's no Gerbers at uh, G5. No. But there are some really nice uh, spring assists over there that you may want to go and take a look at. And are they on sale was his question. Yes, they are. They're actually 15% off. Thank oh. you. And I finally got the answer. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, He's feeling content. Have, He's feeling content. Braden. I, I want to I I see Jonathan's knife again, so my mind is somewhere else. I'm sorry. Braden. What? Talk about G5. Uh, okay. We got to go break. the first time I ever met you in person. I'm sorry. <laughs> playing with the knife again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who's this? Someone called? Hello. At, at G5, at the um, open... You know, open house sale. Right. You know who I thought of you instantly, or thought of instantly when I when I seen you? Pillsbury Doughboy. Steven Seagal. Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're good. I'll take it. Fiona's pretty hot during the moonlight. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. we got to go to break. Shrek. You know I've got break. human Shrek, dude. I am a human Shrek. I'll take that. It's all good. Yeah. There's no doubt. I wish I could blow the horn. I mean it in eleven terms, of course. So. I know I know you do. It's all good. Hey, when you go there, uh, make sure you talk to John or Robert if you go by today and uh, tell them you want to go look at those really special fast opener knives over there in the special counter at 15% off, okay? Gotcha. All right. Go do what you got to do. Yeah, All right, Drive safe. See you, Eddie. Be careful. See you, Eddie. Thanks for the Gator Report. Yeah, we, are the, we are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are brought to you by, as he said, the great and wonderful G5 Feeding Outdoors. And uh, also, Brandon Ford. We'll be back. Here's your night. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. We are uh, in the studio today. Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, Bill George Knock over there behind the glass. Glenn is out running around, apparently starting his trek somewhere uh, north around the uh, Rainbow River, Dunellen area, and then apparently going to end up Instead somewhere where's down Waldo, Keith. where's Glenn? Yeah, we have no idea. And uh, he's supposedly going to be heading down towards the uh, the Keys in that area. No, no, he's like? not going to the Keys. He's oh, just okay. meeting people who are on, on their, their way, way to the Keys. There, oh, and they're stopping okay. and enjoying Florida on the way. Yeah. It's not like Dan that lived here before. David used to live here before, so it's mm-hmm. no big deal. He's just oh. visiting some old haunts, I'm sure. Yes. Okay. So uh, anyway, during the uh, break. <laughs> You're slow. <laughs> <laughs> this no, time I put of my year, knife away, so we get his attention back. This time of year, you know, we always kind of, you know, go around the uh, the, the, the same loop. Okay, you know, it's the rainy season. We have lots of water. So all these things are always being discussed. It's always the same thing. Alligators moving. You know, they're moving back and forth. Turtles on the move as well. Oh, my gosh. turtles have been crazy. You know, they're amphibians. So they're coming out, laying eggs, doing all the things that turtles do. Uh, It's fishing, of course, everybody out there. Thunderstorms, lots of rain. Start on the coast. Go inland. And then it always ends up being about water. And if you've been on social media this past week or even the week before, uh, you'll see where these uh, captains and um, <clears throat> let's just say uh, environmental type people and stuff like that have been on their social media pages screaming and yelling about the fish kills that are happening down around uh, Sarasota South, okay, through Boca Grande and down towards the Keys. And uh, 
I had a, we got a, a a girl that I know that's coming into town. And she's like, she's out there in South Dakota, and she's going. Is the red tide really that bad down there? I mean, we're going to be down there for a week, and we want to go to the beach. Is it that horrible? And I'm going, where where are you getting your news from? It's you know, it's apparently being reported nationwide. You know, we're a big tourist destination during the summertime, so I guess it's important for them to report in South Dakota that there are fish kills going on along the beach. Which I informed her. I said, you know, down south. Uh, over the past week, at least the last red tide I report I got, which was six twenty nine eighteen, is saying that a lot of it is uh, twelve samples collected from Sarasota County, background to high concentrations, and eleven samples from the shore of, of Charlotte Harbor, background high concentrations, and twenty two samples collected near the shore of Lee County. So you know, not really necessarily around here, but fish kills have been reported. Uh, Southwest Florida and Sarasota County, Lido Key, Man- uh, Minnesota Beach, Nokomis, Siesta Key. So everything, you know, kind of south of us uh, on the West Coast around Pinellas yeah. County. And uh, but if you go to social media, this all comes back to one thing. If you would, if you listen to what those people are saying as they're walking along the beaches and showing you dead snook and redfish and tarpon and goliath grouper, it all has to do with the discharge from Lake Okeechobee going through <laughs> and going in through the Florida Keys down through Chukaluski or whatever and just wiping out everything. Yeah. Now, is is there any validity to that? Because, you know, they blame it on Big Sugar, Adam Putman, uh, you know, Governor Scott. It's everybody else's fault except for Red Tide. Well, there's two different problems. One, there's Red Tide, and we have Red Tide. We've had Red Tide. We've had Red Tide forever. That's that's something that Florida deals with. What is red tide? Red tide is where you have this plume of a little uh, tiny kind of uh, algae type deal. It's called K. brevis, and what it does is it it removes oxygen it from the water, sucks the oxygen out of the water completely, and so fish basically uh, suffocate, suffocate and die. And usually, the larger the fish, it takes more oxygen, of course, than a small fish. Although small fish are affected quickly. Big fish, you know, team seem to uh, stand out a lot more when they wash up on a beach. When you have a 200-pound Goliath grouper kind of wash up, it's kind of hard not to see that thing. And, uh, you know, a lot of people say, well, that's a deep water fish. There's a, see, it's, it must be out in 200 feet of water. And they're going, dude, it's in Boca Grant. There are 200-pound <laughs> Goliath grouper under an 8-foot dock. They're under there. So they're being affected quite rapidly many, by well and stuff. you say that and i look at people where they use the goliath grouper of course because like you said it's like a volkswagen washing up on a beach when sure you see one of the big ones you see them things in every marina in every part of the state at every fish cleaning station i mean for god's sakes when we went fishing with a captain in marco island there there was a well, yeah okay there was a 400-pounder sitting there at an all-you-can-eat buffet at the fish cleaning table because they had a tube, like they do at most of them, where the fish carcasses were, you know, gotten rid of. And guess who was sitting right there at the mouth of that tube every time a fish carcass hit the water? Boom. Well, he ain't there now because his endangerment just got increased by the red tide. Oh, God. Not by so, spear fishermen, but so red tide. Anyways, red tide, been here, always been there it it moves around sure some it years it's more active than not and but we are having large discharges out the side of the state of florida 
And there are a series of canals that move water out of the Lake Okeechobee system, drainage system. Okay, we call them water basins. That's where water flows through this state. And that water historically used to continue south and and I do believe west out of the state. It, it really didn't go straight out the bottom. It, it kind of went to the side. But that water cannot go past certain areas unless it has a certain amount of parts per million of phosphorus in it, okay? And they it won't go. That's why we have all these stormwater treatment areas and this and that that are that water slowly moves through it to clean it to move it south. And if it's if it's not clean enough, it's it won't go south. The feds won't let it go down into the Everglades. In addition to that, there's some canals where they could move water down but you can't move water down because there's a seaside sparrow that nests in the area along the canals. And because it is an endangered species, we can't do anything like move water out of the state because we might disturb the bird. Okay. We can do control burns and everything in this. Oh, yeah, those turkeys will renest if you move the water and the bird has to move. Hey, he'll renest. Right? It's the end of the world, Bill George. So it's the any, anyways, of the world. But, but where do we think this water's coming from? The sky. Oh, but they say the bad water Okeechobee and it's big sugar and this and that. You know where all this water originates? It comes down through the Kissimmee chain. Yep. It's coming off of golf courses. It's coming out of your neighborhood yards where people fertilize their yard because they want it to look nice. And all this runoff goes out there. And then all of a sudden we have all this water with all these nutrients in it well, that end up down south because it all flows down, but it's big sugar's fault. Yeah, well, well, and I we went to the Cattlemen's <laughs> Convention. No, here's my two cents on and, the situation. And not only that, it's, it's not only big sugar's fault, it's the people who big sugar supports fault. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, yeah. It's, but here's my two cents on the whole situation. And I've had this conversation several times. Like we, there were people who were talking about it at the Cattlemen's Convention and everything else. The fact of the matter is, like you said, it's golf courses, it's people's houses, and all that stuff. But the products that we sell in this country, it's so there's so much of a regiment put on them of what they can have in them and what they can use and what. That's my thing. What frustrates me or angers me is when people go after agriculture. Because the state of Florida, the agriculture in the state of Florida, the agriculture in the United States of America, let me newsflash y'all. If you knew what Mexico and Canada and all these other countries allowed in chemicals and everything else that they use, that's where I get hostile about it. Because I know a lot of people that farm and ranch and... Well, they still spray DDT just, in Mexico. It just gets me aggravated and because and diazonon and you know, uh, well, you know all the other ones that we can't use here anymore. Well, but, you the, know, I, I'll give you a great example. You know exactly what you're talking about. You know, there's there's a lot of blame to go around, and I think that Big Sugar, with the amount of regulations and the feds and everybody else who keep a keen eye on them, and of course environmental groups and everything else that are busting on them 24 hours a day, yeah. seven days a week. They don't pay attention to the, uh, you know, the 
10,000 golf courses that are along that area around. Because it's not right there. No, it's yeah, around exactly. Disney. It's around Kissimmee. It's around oh, all wh- the. Who was that that you said? Disney. <laughs> and, uh, you, know, all <laughs> you, these other... say, you can't put a label there. Well, I'm just saying that, you know, you know, that's the truth. People who live here know the truth. When I was a kid, I grew up right over here, right, right behind the dog track on the canals. Okay. We all have water. We all had the canals. And when we had rains like we have this past week, where they come in off the West Coast and they deluge on your neighborhood, the one thing that every parent in my neighborhood said to every single kid was, stay out of the canals. Don't go in the canal. The water is filthy. Don't go in there. Because every dog pile, every cat pile, bird pile, fertilizer, spit, Whatever it is that was in your yard is now in the canal or I, was on the street. Oil, I'm not gas, done with this. I mean, we'll get back to it when we come back from Exactly. And you yeah. would see that sheen over the top. And any kid who went in there, you came out with an immediate ear infection and sinus infection. <laughs> and your eyes turned purple. <laughs> it was horrible. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We to are brought be continued. To you by, yeah, G5 Feeding Outdoors and uh, those guys over there, Brandon Ford. Go see him today. It's going to be rainy. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feet and Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Part two. We are going to be giving away another pair of tickets (coughs) to the uh, Turkey and Deer Expo coming up next month in July. So uh, be ready for that. If you want to put that number in your phone, you may do so now. It's okay. Triple eight four zero four ten ten is the number you will be trying to call not to yet. win uh, your pair of tickets. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. Uh, before the break, we were talking about the water discharge uh, that's uh, being uh, hawked as the uh, doomsday machine that is motivating fish to commit suicide along the west well, coast of the state of Florida. Professor George, please continue. And uh, we were talking about the fact that what a lot of people don't understand, mainly, you know. You know, I hate to call out people, but when you have these people who move down here and they become guides and they they become uh, and they become captains and they become, you know, guys who apparently know more than uh, you or I or anybody else who's lived here through the many, many moons of the Florida rainy season and the cycles thereof and the fact that they don't know what happens with water in areas of urban living. And then go out through canals or systems uh, for road drainage or anything else like that. Like, I'm going to give you an example. In Pinellas County, <laughs> just quickly. <laughs> You're nothing quickly. <laughs> every single one of those, you think about the the water that goes off the streets. Okay? Which knock heard this during the break, folks. When you hear the water that goes off the streets off of whatever avenue you may live on or drive upon, that water does not go into a giant collective area and then uh, put into a uh, filtration system and cleaned up and, and sanitized and, and made new again and then really? released into the Gulf of Mexico or Tampa Bay. It is not that way. When uh, Rick Chrysman was, uh, you know, uh, had to discharge water into Tampa Bay, that was not water from the streets or from the lakes or from your yard. That was from the sewage treatment plant, which is a lot different than it is on the streets. If you look at some of the canals and some of the manhole covers along, uh, let's just say, in in St. Petersburg, people like to point out the fact that every one of these tubes that are in the street, they lead to 
Tampa Bay, or they lead to a canal that goes to Tampa Bay or to the Gulf of Mexico. They don't go to someplace new and get renewed up in Pasco County and then repiped into (laughs) Pinellas County. It gets discharged into the water surrounding us, as is. So oil, gas, everything you put on your lawn, anything you sprayed off of your engine in the driveway, any of that stuff that was there or on 4th Street or 9th Street or spilled or whatever that the garbage man dumped out, uh, you know, the liquid that was in your garbage can that drained down the street, all of that goes into Tampa Bay. And if you're in the central part of the state, we and all these neighborhoods built in the rural areas, those areas used to hold water, but now we have houses there. Those houses turn around. We can't have water sitting in our yard for three or four days after a heavy mm-hmm. rain. So we build these canals and we build all these drainage systems to expedite what used to naturally perk down. And we expediate that process into the whole water system that runs down through the state to Okeechobee, and then that water has to go somewhere. And they are pumping it. They're, they're putting it out the canals that go east and west out from the downside of uh, Lake Okeechobee. And it is causing a lot of problems. All that fresh water being dumped into our estuaries mm. is bad. It yeah. is it is not good. And well, it's going on both sides of the state. I mean, I know I'm picking on the West Coast, but on the Atlantic side, they're also oh, yeah. suffering as well because, as you said, those canals run east and west. They don't yes. run north and south. So, Urban sprawl. And it is. And so when they when, when you have these people who are down there pointing fingers at Big Sugar or, or cattlemen or anybody else, uh, you know, uh, that are out there running heads of cattle or fertilizer or growing food, trust me, they're so regulated it, 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 these it, days that that is minimal compared to the amount. When you add it up, I guarantee you that no matter what Jonathan Swindle's family or a G5 or any cattleman or any grower out there has dumped on their land when it came to fertilizer, liquid or granular, take your pick, does not equal the amount of fertilizer that's dumped on one golf course over the course of a year. Yeah. Guaranteed. Well, and the, guaranteed. My biggest thing is to, and I like to tell people this is the we manage the land. I mean, the agriculturalists <laughs> and people like that. We we do. It's it's your lifeblood. It's just like I, like you mean you've had these conversations about hunting and management of game and management. That's the thing that frustrates me the most when you get into these conversations is because the common sense is not there for people. If you're living off, I mean, let's face it. If you're a farmer, uh, me doing the outfitting stuff, you're living off the land. So why in the Sam Hill would you do stuff that's going to damage it? long term because this is how you support your family this is your living because I mean, other people would say you're short-sighted and short-sighted and you're only doing it because you need it now you're not looking at long term and i don't think but, hunters uh i don't think they look at it for the short term i think anybody you ask tom free the amount of money and the investment that he's putting into his property is long term when it mm-hmm. comes to food plots cutting lumber putting out lakes putting out things like that he wants his future generations grandchildren's great 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 grandchildren to be able to enjoy that piece of property it ain't just for today yeah and so bill george will tell you you know when you look down south and you have these guys that are making these heartstring 
pulling videos of dead fish along the beach. It's real. It is real. Yeah. But, it is, yeah. <laughs> but it's been, ha- like you said, it's been happening for hundreds of years. But I, I think mean, that the fingers that are being pointed are being pointed in the wrong direction. I think but, that they're being uh, directed only at political figures or whoever else that has nothing to do but, with it. But it fits a good agenda. Yeah. It it gets to people's emotions and it fits your agenda. And it doesn't have to be real. That's the thing with the, half the stuff we see out on social media. And I, I get on Jonathan. He says, oh, you see this? Thing? I said, is it real? Is that, is oh, that, I do. Because and, of people and, like you and other people, I do my research <laughs> on things. And, and sometimes you realize that some of this stuff isn't even real, you know. But it is a real problem. It is happening. But the source of the problem is a lot bigger than something like big sugar yeah Yeah. i think that uh if they would have i know they say you know take down the canals take down all this take down uh you know let the water flow the way it used to back in the day Well, but if you and if you get right down to the brass tacks of it and i've heard you guys say this and like i've always said i'm the youngest person on our panel of people what is the biggest thing everybody talks about with the everglades and all that the army corps of engineers i mean but they have a purpose, and the thing yeah, exactly. is, is, I wanted to point out that if you, <laughs> in their infinite wisdom, human beings as they are, if we said, okay, you know what, you're right, let's take down all the, you know, the canals, let's take down all the, you know, the locks off the lakes, let's just, just take everything it, it, off of there. How many subdivisions will be underwater and, and, right and now? And we'll see how long Miami lasts. It, and they because are turned, Miami would literally oh, be, Miami would be in trouble. Would be underwater. But, Seriously. but they are turning around, increasing some of the floodplain back into the Kissimmee Basin and doing a lot of projects out there, not taking that straight straight canal and putting yep. the bends back in it and, you know, let, letting some of the more natural flow where there's a buffer for it to queue up in, the, in that heavy accumulation time. But yep. you got to start – and there are a lot of people looking at this water issue throughout the state. FWC is involved in it. They're not a lead agency, but it sure does hurt when all of a sudden we flood all these water, you know, control areas to queue up water because we can't put it anywhere. And all your animals go and drown and can't get to a place you're, you're you know, the only place they can get to is a levee. Yep. You know, you take, we're talking about our Florida panther and, you know, whether or not you want to call it a Florida panther or a cougar or, or whatever, the cat that lives down south with a long tail, okay, <laughs> that particular cat used to be all through some of that Everglades area, and it would use those areas. Now, they're like void of this vast amount of territory because it's underwater too well, long. Well, that's, yeah. Well, and it's one of those things, like you said, there's so many voices involved in it that no one seems to hear anything. You know, you got the sparrow, you got the, 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 the panther, you got the turtles, you got the cranes, you got nesting this, you got birds offshore, everything else. And and everybody's just screaming and yelling, not doing anything. I say take the fish. Let's find the silver lining. Take the dead fish that you find along the beach, grind them up, put them back on the fields and on your golf courses, use them as fertilizer, and then uh, it's a natural fertilizer. <laughs> you don't have to use malorganite. There you go. What do you think? Sounds like a good plan. Thank you, Brandon Ford. There you go. All right, we're going to take, take a fast break. <laughs> and I don't have to say anything. Bill George already said it all. All right, hang on.
Welcome in, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Jonathan, and Bill George in here just uh, time? talking amongst ourselves. I I hope that the uh, last segment, uh, for some of you out there, you, it may be uh, educational. For others, uh, you might have gotten mad enough to uh, change the channel. I don't know. Uh, I'm just saying that uh, when it comes to uh, water in the state of Florida, uh, there are lots of uh, people that it affects. And uh, you have to kind of follow the river. It's kind of like what anybody says, you know, you follow the money, it'll get back to the source. If you follow the water, uh, where it originally it ends up in uh, Tampa Bay or hey. out in the Gulf of Mexico, follow it back upstream and you'll see how, where the real problem lies. How about so, this? How about we start to just basically we're trying to get everybody do your own research. Well, that, that and helps find too. your own facts out. Uh, you know, I think Bill George said the magic word uh, when it comes to this kind of stuff nowadays with politics. It's that word, feel, feel. You have to feel a certain way. Hey. All right. Well, let's feel really good. I feel like giving away tickets. Let's feel really good and give away some tickets. Caller number 10 right now, 888-404-1010. That's 888-404-1010. You will win a pair of tickets to the... Deer and Turkey Expo out there at the uh, Lakeland Center. It has RP a new name. RP Funding <laughs> why, why should you give them a free commercial? Out there at the Lakeland Center oh in Lakeland. Oh, my gosh. And uh, you go out there and uh, you'll get your tickets. We just need your name and your number, and then we'll put you on the uh, will call list, and you show up there, and you go, uh, my name is Ben, and I got tickets, and uh, I got to get them here. Me and my wife are going in, and we're going to have a good time. So I have caller number 10, 888-404-1010, We have anything special planned for that while we're out there? We're going to have like a hunting range, shooting range. Uh, Bill George, do you have any like uh, Swedish fish giveaway type no, thing with the dry hands I, bucket? I will, be or doing, I will be doing what I usually do. And sitting around and complaining. and give it, Giving away free scoots. Sco- oh, for all the kids. Well, they're not just for the kids. Big people could have them. Well, too. we like to encourage most people to bring their children to the uh, expo. It's always a good time had by all, and kids always seem to have a good time. And they always leave with really good stuff. Yeah. Yes. And uh, every time my kids uh, see Bill George, they expect something free. <laughs> we may have to get them on a gator hunt. <laughs> they want scoots. Can they go on they a gator stuff. hunt without they, you? Uh. I would say yes to that, but mom would probably say you're a dead man. No, well, you're gonna well, ask. You're gonna ask. Well, yeah, if if someone loses a finger, she's probably gonna want to know why and where was I. You know that kind of question. Why would they lose a finger? I, I, I don't want to call you out on the radio. <laughs> I don't want to call you out on the radio. But have you looked at yourself in the mirror lately? That's a Yeti. I was attacked by ah, a Yeti. Oh, yeah. See, things happen in a boat sometimes that are not but that, planned. That has nothing to do with it. Hey, alligator. if well, my... You, you were on an alligator wait, hunt, and you plowed he, in, you tried to bring... In his this. defense, if my 10-year-old, who is... I'm not saying she's scared of her own shadow, because she's growing out of it, obviously, with going hunting with Dad in the woods. But if she can handle going out four, four times? Yeah, something like that. Four times with good old Uncle Bill over here. Um, yeah, they'll be okay. Things happen. I'm just pointing out the fact that things happen. 
and if a finger is lost or something, and, and well, uh, well, I'm not there for uh, whatever blame or whatever it is that's supposed to occur on me, uh, the thing is, is that it's going to be a bad day for all of us. That's all I'm saying. It's going to be bad, 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 and things happen. Never in your wildest dreams did you ever think that you were going to be walking around scarred for life because of a cooler. Listen, ever in your wildest I, I dreams, I will say I probably would not be scarred. If there's if, a, yeah, if I would have just stopped and went and got stitched up when it happened, I, the waiting, the waiting four hours. Okay, some, but five hours. I mean, I, I'm just how saying, cool of a conversation starter is that? I'm just yeah. saying you put a scar like that over a ten or an eight year old's eyebrow, and uh, you've ruined a, a, a mother's child for the rest but, of its life. Then uh, apparently there are going to be dire consequences but, involved. But when I turn around and I try and do hunts like that with the kids, I try and go during the daylight. It's a lot different. Oh yeah, so, it's easier to stitch up somebody when they're in daylight. Yeah. What are you? What are you tapping on me? Are you I don't know. Play? There's phone lines blinking and stuff. Are we doing? Well, we are, are we, giving away tickets. Never mind. Okay, are, we're are good. Those winners? Is that what that is? Okay, Rick. Congratulations. Oh, oh. We have a wiener. I didn't see a name up there. How did you know it was Rick? Huh? Because we, me and Knock, have a oh, yeah, he can the, communicate. We have an ESPN I connection. I can't. I can't communicate. I don't get to hear yeah. anything. Good job, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> Your headset has never gotten this. <laughs> communications apparently i can't hear anything uh, but Did anyways you just say something anyways back to the whole scar conversation chicks dig scars hey. well they do but you know you know what it is come on man you got daughters uh, you know if that happens to one of your daughters your wife would go ape crap oh my wife is expecting it to happen to at least the younger one <laughs> i mean um, is she more you, like dad? Have you met my youngest daughter? <laughs> is, she, yeah. is she more like you? Uh, she's pretty not pretty much not scared of anything. And, so, yeah. and you're you're a little bit more accident prone or or oh wait a mishap, minute mishaps. Okay, crap happens. You know that's that's just it in a nutshell. With increased frequency to some, yes. Speaking of gator hunts, when are you going to start yours up? When are you going to be out there? Uh, you know, doing your uh, survey and then collect. Well, August fifteenth. Are you in is, your survey mode now? <laughs> no, no, no. We we can't around. Can't do that till August fifteenth. So okay, very nice. Do you want to say something to Rick or congratulations or? Sure, we'll talk to Rick. Hi, Rick. Rick. Hi, Rick. How are you? Not too bad. How are you guys doing today? We're doing all right, all right. buddy. Rick, I got congratulations. Ask, congratulations, but I have to ask you a very. Oh, I have to ask you, you a very. Thank you. Uh, quit interrupting me, man. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> seriously, yeah. I gotta ask hey, you. A ver- hey, I gotta ask you a very important question, Rick. All right. Do you know where your water goes after it runs off your lawn? Yeah, into the drain, out into the cross bayou area. But that all, oh, and then where does it go from there? Out into the Bay Pines area because that's where that leads. <laughs> really? I kayak it all the time and. I'm not thrilled about it. Now, as a kayaker who, you know, a kayak only covers about the first maybe six inches of water, if on a nice rainy day like we've had for the past couple of days, would you put your hand in the water and take a nice refreshing drink of that water while you were paddling? No. Well, <laughs> Absolutely not. And, 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 and why would that be, Rick? Because most of my water has to be purified in beer form. <laughs> it has to be steamed off, cooked off, had a little barley added to it. I understand. It makes perfect sense. 
Well, I did want you know, to say if you really wanted if you really wanted somebody to interrupt you all the time, you'd have Vince on on the show with you. <laughs> that, that yeah, hi, hallelujah, amen to that. Y'all just well, welcome to the choir. Uh, but no. Well, anyway, but, you know which you know which Rick this is, right? Yes, I didn't want to Rick put, with. I'm not going to yeah, put Rick with the Wyoming Antelope Club. Yeah, but I wasn't going to put your yeah. name out there because uh, you know. Oh, no, that's all right. It's all good. Yeah, archery's going good. How's Jonathan doing over at the shop? Uh, he's doing come by well. and see us, brother. He's doing well. He's. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, we've got a few guys to come over and shoot with you guys on Wednesday. Yeah, well, I know you guys. Are people, a lot of people don't know that that over there at Wyoming, you guys do have archery as well. Yep. Now, when Tuesday, I say Wyoming, I'm not talking about the state of Wyoming. I'm talking about the Wyoming Antelope Club in Pinellas County. So, yeah. Yeah, they actually changed the name to uh, the Pinellas Outdoor Shooting Range now. Well, yeah. that's true because there were so many people yeah. that were being kind of confused, you know. Oh, yeah, it was confusing. Yeah. The, the, it was confusing. But we do archery over there every Tuesday and Thursday, 6 to 7.30, so. Yeah, and it's good uh, fun. And also this time of year, they also do the hunters uh, shoot, the fun shoot, and the, the hunters fun shoot. Yeah, on yeah. Wednesdays where you bring twenty rounds of your favorite ammo to go out there and shoot yep. on the range, and then afterwards, usually uh, Rick uh, Gaylord and others uh, cook up a really nice meal so you can actually go. That we do. That so, we do. All right. Well, we got to take a break. Go <laughs> Thanks, and, Rick. Go enjoy that. All right. Uh, refreshing Thanks again, guys. All right. Thank you. Go enjoy a nice refreshing dip out there in Cross Bayou and. Uh, We'll see you at the emergency room. All right, we are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay with us. we got more tickets to give away next hour, so stay with us.